This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, July 25th, 2012. I'm Caleb Brown. The Federal Reserve has played a central role in the financial crisis and its aftermath. Congressman Ron Paul has devoted much of his career to the idea that monetary policy is the great enabler of government excess and that auditing the Federal Reserve is a step toward a rational monetary policy. Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, offers his thoughts. Well, I think the importance of auditing the Fed is is twofold. It's transparency of what the Fed is doing. And of course, the Dodd-Frank Act had a audit of the emergency lending programs. And if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't have known who was lent to and what amounts. Uh, you wouldn't known, for instance, that the Fed lent on equity and things like that. So, A, you know, the, a lot of money was spent, a lot of uh, actions were taken during the crisis. And so, I think the American public has a right to know that on a very basic level and for us to be able to evaluate the Fed's response. That's part of it. The other part, which is a more controversial part in terms of Ron Paul's proposal, is auditing the monetary policy function of the Fed. And I think, and I say this partly as a former Senate staffer, one of the things that GAO does, and of course the audit bill assigns the responsibility to GAO, the Government Accountability Office, is GAO evaluates programs. It makes suggestions to Congress on, is this program working? Is this effective? Uh, and so I'll again say from my experience on the banking committee, most senators and congressmen know very little about monetary policy. So I think the long-term most important potential of a Fed audit is simply to educate members of Congress on how monetary policy works so that they can actually perform their, responsi- their oversight responsibilities in at least a somewhat near-capable way, which is missing today. One of the points that is pitched on behalf of the Federal Reserve that we have right now is its independence. And we certainly do not want political uh, elected officials making decisions about the money supply directly. To what extent does this impact the relative, it's hard for me to even say, independence of the Federal Reserve. Yeah, because let's unpack first that um, I don't really think anybody considers the straight face of the Fed is independent. Uh, you know, and certainly, I think it's also important to ask independent from whom. You know, most of the concerns about, say, the Federal Reserve playing games with the money supply to, to help elections comes really from concerns with the executive branch. And, you know, a number of researchers have tried to find empirical evidence that the Fed has tried to swing elections. And quite frankly, the consensus is the only times where it really looks like it's been even relevant, and even this is in dispute, is Chairman Arthur Burns trying to help Nixon get reelected. You know, and so it is most important to keep in mind the independence between the presidency and, by extension, the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve. And as we saw during the financial crisis and we see today that – current Fed Chairman Bernanke has essentially acted as another member of this administration and the last administration. Uh, and of course, that's reinforced that he was he was actually a member of the last administration before he went to the Fed. So I think it's important to keep in mind that we don't have an independent Fed. The initial congressional independence, because what authority Congress has to, to, to actually even create money, which is in dispute, rests with Congress. So it's not a delegated authority. So I, I think it's important to keep in mind that we have to achieve independence, not simply from the political process of Congress, but also from the Treasury and from the White House, which I would say is even more important. But all that said, there's a very large body of literature that says, look at across countries, that the more independent of politics 
the better performance you get in terms of lower inflation. And again, you know, the ECB has been a good example of that. They've tended to, and they they are more independent of governments uh, than is the Federal Reserve. So to some extent, you also have to keep in mind that many of the banks around the world that are independent do have a very clear mandate. For instance, you know, they have an inflation target. So it's rarely, I mean, the Federal Reserve is unusual in having both a high degree of independence relative to the other central banks, but a very low measure of accountability. And so what you want to do is you want to set up a way where you have a target or of some sort and you have clear responsibilities and then you let them meet that. Um, but that said, I think the concerns about auditing the Fed is undermining its uh, independence or if at minimum exaggerated because under Ron Paul's bill, we are not having uh, Barney Frank or anybody else in Congress set monetary policy. That's not the outcome of these bills. What we are having is the GAO going in and saying these are the factors that are cons- that, that are taken into consideration. And for instance, what the GAO will likely come out and say is, you know, on X date, members of the Federal Reserve talked about the unemployment rate. There's no shocker there. So we'll get a little more transparency about the decision-making process, the variables that are weighed in that, and hopefully educate members. But again, our founding fathers set up a system where nobody was independent in government. And so I, I think the thought that somehow the Fed needs to be more independent than anybody else and that somehow it will function better, you know, is simply wrong. We don't have an independent Fed today. We have a Fed deeply mired in politics. What we need to do is actually make the Fed more accountable. Uh, certainly, you know, again, I mentioned earlier that the lack of independence between the Fed and the Treasury White House, well, it's also quite common for members of the Senate Banking or House Financial Services to have dinner, lunch, and breakfast with the Federal Reserve Chairman. That's a norm. Uh, I myself, as a former staffer in the Banking Committee, went inside the Fed and was briefed on things on an occasional basis. Now, of course, they did it at their leisure. But again, certain members of Congress have always had an outsized sway. I think this makes that process more transparent, which should improve its accountability. The question that Ron Paul has continually put to Chairman Bernanke is we don't just want to audit the books, that is to say the mathematical calculations that are made, the accounting process. We want to uh, audit the policies that you are adopting. Isn't the process of making the policy decisions as they're being made now more transparent just make some of those policy decisions in some sense less transparent, that is, below the board? You certainly run the risk. I mean, and, and, and let's be again clear, you know, there is an audit of financials. We know what the Federal Reserve financials are, and that's been audited for some time. And so, again, the question is about monetary policy. And so, on one hand, you run the risk that if you have, you know, the deliberations of the Federal Open Market Committee made public, which they are today with a lag. So, part of the question is about a timing of this. Um, but again, they're just made public today, and then all the Fed watchers, you know, pour over the, you know, pour over those um, transcripts and, and, and audit the Fed themselves. So in some sense, you're asking GAO to do what analysts already do today, and I think with GAO you get actually more informed process. Nobody's. Certainly not, Ron Paul is not suggesting that we have Congress sit in the room uh, during the deliberations and make the decisions on monetary policy. So uh, again, I think one of the helpful things about GAO is while I might question GAO's expertise in some areas, my own personal experience with them is they are unbiased. This is not a Republican, it's not a Democrat, it's not a libertarian perspective at GAO. They're going to bring to this, what does the science say about the way monetary policy is being conducted? And they're going to try, be able to edu- try to educate Congress on whether 
what the Fed is doing is consistent. For instance, you know, my read of the academic literature is that there is no long-run trade-off between unemployment and inflation. So is what the Fed doing consistent with what the bulk of academic literature says? That's something that GEO can do to, would, would be able to do under this audit, would be able to inform Congress on. And the benefit of that to Congress would be that Congress knows it's coming from a source that is relatively unbiased. Libertarians like to argue on behalf of transparency. But I feel like for the most part, what libertarians are arguing on behalf of transparency, it is in order to demonstrate that government should not in fact be trusted with the tasks that it is being entrusted to. And libertarians have a high level of confidence that if we just saw how these – how the sausage was made in a sense that the public, that lawmakers would actually reject the institutions that are being entrusted to make these decisions. Do you suspect that that is actually Ron Paul's long-term goal? I, th I certainly think that one of the motivations of the audit to Fed is to expose it to the public and that the public will react. And again, you look at the audits that were done as part of Dodd-Frank and the bailouts and the rescues that were associated during the crisis and the public reaction has not been good. It certainly undermined you know, public support for the Fed in a, in a way that I think was necessary. So. On one hand, I think that over the long run, having audits of monetary policy will inform the public in a way that faith in the Fed will likely be reduced. Now, in my opinion, that means that that faith will actually more represent reality than the faith that people have in the Fed today. Um, so uh, on the other hand, I'm not as optimistic, I think, in terms of simply auditing the Fed is going to be the you know will automatically lead to an elimination of the Fed. Uh, automatically fix other things at the Fed. Uh, in some sense, I think both the proponents and opponents of the audit bill have have exaggerated it. Uh, I think it's a step in the positive direction, but again, it, it doesn't take away the case for doing additional reforms to the Fed or ultimately getting rid of the Fed altogether. The question is whether it helps make the case, and I think it does in a small way. Mark Calabria is director of the Cato Institute's Financial Regulation Studies. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.